Hi, this is Kendall Boyson, professional life and recovery coach, and you're listening to Encouragementology, the practice of instilling hope. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. On this show, we're cleaning out the mind brain and evaluating whether to keep, pitch, or donate our ideas. Years and years of accumulation can generate an overabundance of thoughts that may or may not serve you any longer. It may be time to clear a path and take a deeper look at what you're holding on to. Some of this clutter was embedded into the far-reaching corners of your mind, and others were imprinted through shared experiences as you were developing. Some ideas helped you build barricades when you needed extra protection, and some ideas just no longer fit. You've outgrown them. You could box, rebox, and stack all your thoughts into the corners running out of room for something new, or you could make a date, pull out the bins, and get to sorting. Keep, pitch, or donate. Now, I'm not a clutter bug or overly sentimental about stuff. Sure, when the kids were little, I kept more, finding another drawer or filing cabinet for school projects and handmade cards. I mean, who can throw out a picture of your child's handprint made into a turkey? Not to mention the funny questionnaire about how old they think you are or how much they think you weigh woven into a heartfelt Mother's Day card. But when it comes to general stuff, I'm more for donating than storing away for a rainy day. It could be my generation because my mom feels a massive responsibility to inherited furniture, china, and knickknacks. At one point, we had five different patterns in the attic because each child looked at me like I'd lost my mind when I told them I was saving grandmother's china for them for their first place. (laughs) My oldest said, don't bother. I'm buying plastic and paper so I never have to wash a dish. Right. But ideas, now those are a little harder to pitch. Some are rooted rather deep, and whether they're true or not, they've lived in your reality for as long as you can remember. You might need those. Some, somebody might need those. Some just crept in over time. Ideas you created when you didn't have the full story, half of an experience, or a sliver of truth. These two became your reality, and right or wrong, You protect them fiercely. But just like that, we have a breakthrough, a bit of growth. We start evolving and learning, and what once fit now doesn't. Someone else could benefit from this growth. Maybe it could help someone over or through a bad patch of their journey. You release old ideas and pass on the learning to help someone else. You've made room for more. Hey, that was fun and freeing. I want some more of that. You fling the doors wide open and you pull out ideas, thoughts, and memories and sorting through good, bad, stay, or go. Crystal Ripehole helps us organize our thoughts with eight ways to give your mind a deep cleaning found at healthline.com. Giving your brain a quick reboot when you feel stressed or stuck can clear out the backlog of thoughts in your working memory and leave you with a tidier mental workspace. Who doesn't need that? Think about a desk stacked high with bits and pieces of different projects, memos, and important papers. 
When you need to find a specific piece of information, this clutter might make your job pretty difficult. Similarly, when necessary or troubling thoughts pile up in your brain, you might end up cycling through the same unwanted mental data. A fruitless search for a memory or other important thought can leave you feeling foggy and overwhelmed. Not to worry, though, when it seems your mind isn't operating as smoothly as it could, here's eight tips that might do the trick. Practice mindfulness. You're going to hear a lot about this, but training yourself to become more mindful can benefit you in a number of ways. For one, it can help you to stay present and focused on what's happening around you. Being present means, among other things, you can give your coworker your full attention as they explain how to perform a complicated task instead of getting waylaid by things you need to do or add to your to-do list, the dinner ingredient you need to pick up later on your way home, the ever-expanding list of potential reasons your recent date never texted you back. Learning to mindfully direct your attention to one task at a time can help you gently let go of those background thoughts. They're still there, but they're resting more quietly under the surface instead of clamoring for your attention. This helps free up mental bandwidth, making experiences more enjoyable and less rushed. Meditation, particularly mindfulness meditation, can help boost mindfulness and relieve stress by teaching you to sit with distracting thoughts, acknowledge them, and then let them go. But even if meditation doesn't work out, you can still use mindfulness to increase your awareness as you go about your day. Here's how. Focus on sensations. Use your five senses to fully tune in to the experiences of daily life, however mundane they might seem. Scrubbing the shower. Pay attention to the rhythm of the sponge, the scent of the cleaner, the smooth texture of your tub. Cycling to work? Notice the wind on your face, the different scents in different areas you pass, the tightening and loosening of your muscles as you pedal. Focus on your breath. If you start to feel overwhelmed, intentionally slow your breathing. This can help you ground yourself and return to the present. Breathe in slowly. Hold the breath for a few seconds. Then breathe out again. Repeat 10 times. Stay curious. Fully opening your mind to what you can learn from a given situation can help you maintain your concentration. When feelings come up, Ask yourself, what triggered them and why? If you center on the same distracting thought, trace it back to the source to learn more about what causes it. You'll probably notice your thoughts continue to drift occasionally. This is normal, so try not to criticize yourself for not being mindful enough. Instead, just return your thoughts to whatever you want to focus on. It can take time to pick up this skill, but eventually your mind will grow accustomed to staying present. Write it out. When your mind brims over with stressful thoughts, it's not always easy to sort through them and determine what's causing the most distress. If you've ever kept a journal, you might already know that putting your thoughts down in writing often makes it easier to explore them. Research supports the idea that journaling can help decrease intrusive thoughts and or mental clutter. 
As a result, working memory and other cognitive functions can operate more smoothly and potentially relieve stress at the same time. The ability to read over your thoughts after you've written them down can make patterns or problems stand out. After a free writing session, you might even realize you weren't all that aware of some of the worries that you jotted down. Now that they've entered your consciousness, you can begin addressing them for lasting relief. What's more, writing out your feelings can seem almost like a symbolic act. When you put them on paper, you're transferring them out of your mind in a sense. So here are some journaling tips. Be consistent. Dedicate at least 15 minutes to writing each day. Here's a tip. Try writing in the evening as part of your pre-bedtime ritual. Go with the flow. Write about anything that comes to your mind. Instead of crossing things out or censoring yourself, simply let your thoughts flow. Keep it close. Keep your journal with you to keep track of any difficult or reoccurring thoughts during the day. Take time to reflect. Look back on what you've written and note how things have changed or remain the same over time. Use these clues to help explore areas for future growth. Get musical. Plenty of people enjoy listening to music, but music offers more than a pleasant auditory experience. It can help relieve stress and improve your mood, improve concentration and memory, motivate learning, promote neuroplasticity or the ability of the brain to adapt. If you listen to music regularly, you may have already noticed it makes it easier to keep your attention on your work and complete it successfully. Maybe you even have a few choice songs that help you refresh between tasks and switch your focus, or a playlist that provides a sense of calm when you feel bombarded or anxious. Sleep it off. A good night's sleep can refresh you when you feel physically tired. What you might not know, though, is that getting enough sleep can also help safeguard against mental fatigue and emotional distress. Insufficient or poor sleep can interfere with your ability to solve problems and make decisions, and you might find it harder to remember important information or regulate your emotions. Feeling overly tired can also lead to mental overwhelm, making it more difficult to detach from your jumbled thoughts and concentrate on what you need to. To rest your brain for optimal daytime performance, aim to get between 7 and 9 hours of sleep each night. Falling asleep is often easier said than done, particularly when anxiety and looping thoughts run an endless track in your brain. Take a walk. Changing your environment and getting outside for a walk offers a great opportunity to clear your head and refocus. Improved creativity is just one of the benefits of a good walk. Walking also helps promote more free-flowing ideas, so a regularly daily walk can help you reset when the same thoughts keep popping up into your head to distract you. Exercising for 20 or 30 minutes can help improve decision-making and reaction time just before a cognitive task. But walking also offers long-term benefits too. For better overall brain health and reduced stress, try adding a brisk walk or any other exercise to your regular routine. Keep your space tidy. As procrastinators, the world over knows an intense cleaning session offers the perfect escape from a difficult or unpleasant task. There may be more to this particular approach than simply putting off your work, though. Consider your reasons for procrastination. 
Perhaps you feel stuck or unsure of how to get started. You may not realize it, but your surrounding environment can have a big impact on your mental environment. When your brain feels just as cluttered as your desk, you might have trouble concentrating or grasping the ideas you're searching for. As a result, you end up finding ways to distract yourself from your lack of productivity. Putting your work area back into order can help you refresh your thinking process, but it could also take up a lot of time. Not good when you're on a tight deadline. Instead, try making a regular effort to maintain the tidiness of your workspace to boost cognitive function and improved workflow. Focus on unfocusing. Struggling to concentrate? Sometimes the best way to solve this problem is to simply stop trying. Think of it in terms of physical exercise. Your body would have a pretty tough time jogging all day without a break, right? Well, your brain needs downtime too. Letting yourself unfocus by briefly zoning out activates the default mode network in your brain, giving it a chance to take a rest. Just as sleep benefits you, this rest period benefits your brain. Unfocusing can help promote creativity, sharpen thought process, and improve memory and learning. Here's a few ways. Take a nap. Go for a walk. Daydream. Just make sure it's the helpful type of daydreaming. And doodling. Talk about it. Ever felt energized and completely renewed after a long talk with someone you trust? Most likely, that wasn't just a fluke. Expressing bothersome feelings out loud often helps lighten any tension that you've created. When thoughts weigh on your mind less heavily, they might naturally clear out your immediate consciousness, leaving you feeling refreshed. Discussing your problems can help you lay them out more logically, since you have to explain what's troubling you in a way that others understand. This often enables you to get some new perspective on the situation and arrive at potential solutions you might not have considered before. Talking to family and friends can help you start working through frustrations and clearing out your mind. If you can't seem to break out of the mental fog on your own, a professional can offer a little extra support. A therapist can help you with exploring reasons behind concentration difficulties, identifying and addressing patterns of looping thoughts, learn coping skills and techniques to refresh your mind, address any underlying mental health symptoms factoring into mental clutter. The bottom line, your brain may not actually have a restart button, but there are plenty things you can do to reboot it. The good news is it's your brain and you're in control of what you feed it, how you clean it, when to nurture it, and when to recharge it. You aren't always in immediate control of the types of thoughts it will obsess over and choose to hold on to. That will take some mindfulness work on your part. I'm getting better for sure, but there was a time when I could what if my way into a disaster get myself so spun up and utterly convinced I knew what I was talking about, none of which had even ever happened yet. Does that sound familiar? And then a therapist told me, stop the story where the facts end. As tough as that might be, you may not be able to find a plausible reason for everything, and you have to be okay for that. 
But, oh, those pesky thoughts, they come out of nowhere. Emma Dibden shares nine ways to cope with intrusive thoughts. Becoming aware of your thought patterns is the first step towards breaking the cycle. This is found at psychcentral.com. Our thoughts are never entirely within our control, and it's natural for our minds to skew negative from time to time. But for some people, intrusive thoughts can become a daily challenge. If you experience intrusive thoughts, it's important to remember that a thought has no power or significance in itself. Having a violent or disturbing thought doesn't mean that you're a bad person. In most cases, intrusive thoughts can be managed, and the first step is recognizing them for what they are. It may not always be possible to stop intrusive thoughts, and that's not necessarily the goal here. Instead, you might consider focusing on ways to make them less overwhelming and create some distance between you and the thought. The goal is to feel that you're in control of your thoughts, not the other way around. Back to mindfulness meditation. One of the core principles of mindfulness is learning how to calmly observe your thoughts without judging or becoming emotionally tangled up in them. This can make it a great way to cope with intrusive thoughts because you're not denying that the thoughts are present, just changing your relationship with them. You don't need any special equipment to start meditating, just a spare few moments and somewhere quiet to practice if possible. There are lots of different meditation apps available with courses specifically geared towards beginners and people living with intrusive thoughts. There's also Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, or CBT. CBT is a type of psychotherapy that can be effective for all kinds of thought disorders. It can be especially helpful for intrusive thoughts that become obsessive because it helps to create distance between a person and those thoughts. CBT is based on the idea that our thought patterns can be unlearned or changed. A CBT therapist can work with you to identify your intrusive thoughts, process them, and reframe them so they aren't as powerful. It's important to remember this too shall pass. This is a simple but powerful mantra that may help you regain perspective. When intrusive thoughts occupy your brain, it can sometimes feel like it will never go away. But thoughts are always temporary. And there's no such thing as a permanent state of mind. Identifying a mantra like this too shall pass or my thoughts are temporary could be helpful in reducing their power. Visualization techniques. Visualizing your thoughts can allow you to feel more in control of them. For example, you could picture your mind as a blue sky and your thoughts as passing clouds. Some of the clouds are light and some are dark, but none of them are permanent. This is a mindfulness technique known as thought clouds, but it can be used outside of meditation practice. Spend time with a pet. Animals are incredibly calming to the anxious mind. They have no understanding of our complex, troubled thoughts, so they can provide a distraction and uncomplicated emotional support. 
A large 2019 study involving animals showed that interacting with them can lower levels of the stress hormone cortisol, which plays a role in many mental health conditions. In addition, animal-assisted therapy for trauma is becoming more common. A small 2018 study with animals, which consisted of 60 female university students in Germany, found that the therapy dog intervention can help to reduce stress and anxiety following a traumatic event. Externalize the thought. Our brains can be incredibly good at telling us stories that feel like reality. So, an intrusive thought can take an outsized power when it only exists in your mind. Consider externalizing the thought by journaling or even just speaking it aloud and see whether the impact of it changes. Ground yourself in the present. Intrusive thoughts can often lead you to focus on the negative and create stories that aren't based in reality. Without even realizing it, you might be spending a lot of your time living in the past or obsessing about the future. Focusing on the present moment can be a powerful way to manage this. Grounding techniques that can help you center or focus may include deep breathing, active meditation, body scan meditation. Take a walk in nature. According to the American Psychological Association, there's a lot of evidence that spending time in nature can boost mental health and sharpen cognitive abilities. Taking a walk or jog in a green space can help you to break a cycle of rumination by engaging your body and your senses in a way that gets your mind off your thoughts. Approach the thought with curiosity. Not all of these tips will be practical in every situation, but one thing you can always try to do is reframe the intrusive thought you're having. Consider observing your thoughts without judgment and approaching them with curiosity by turning your attention to how your body responds to certain thoughts that may arise. Distressing thoughts could be your brain's way of processing something. Intrusive thoughts are unwanted, involuntary thoughts that are usually disturbing or distressing in nature. They usually seem to appear out of nowhere and may reoccur again and again, which makes them feel even more powerful. The thoughts are often out of character and may be against the person's values or beliefs. In many cases, intrusive thoughts are violent, disturbing, sexually graphic, or reflect beliefs that a person finds abhorrent. This can make them even more distressing because the person experiencing these thoughts may judge themselves harshly. The subject matter of intrusive thoughts can vary, but here are some common themes. Harming a loved one, harming themselves, sexually graphic fantasies, driving a car into oncoming traffic, catching an illness, their loved ones dying. So what causes these? Intrusive thoughts can be a symptom of a mental health condition, like anxiety disorders, OCD, or post-traumatic stress disorder. But people without mental health conditions can also experience intrusive thoughts. According to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, some 6 million Americans are affected by intrusive thoughts. 
People with anxiety or another condition may be more likely to fixate on intrusive thoughts and see it as negative reflection on themselves. They may also worry about the implications of the thought, which in turn only gives it more power. So while intrusive thoughts can happen to anyone, they may be more severe for people who live with mental health conditions. Intrusive thoughts can be alarming and distressing for a number of reasons. These thoughts often seem to come out of nowhere and may be completely at odds with your usual beliefs or behaviors. It's important to remember that a thought only has as much power as you give it. Let me say that again. It's important to remember that a thought only has as much power as you give it. It's just a sentence in your mind, and it doesn't necessarily reflect anything about you or your true character. So, how are the keep, pitch, and donate boxes filling up? Are you making room in there for some new ideas? I can remember saying that my old hard drive was full and I needed to do a backup or a data dump to be able to learn something new. But isn't that kind of true? Maybe not in actual mind space, but in regard to creating concrete ideas. Once you stamp an idea in concrete, well, then that's it. It's just there with your silly handprint or initials carved with a stick. It doesn't change. But ideas are meant to take on different shapes and morph into other ideas as you learn more about the world and the people you engage with. Letting go and releasing some of these old thinking patterns means you can open up to new and challenging ideas. Believe me, as much as you might think it, you don't know everything. None of us do. There isn't a single human on this planet that knows everything. So don't put your ideas in a box, tape them up, and grab the Sharpie just yet. Over at the University of St. Augustine for Health Sciences, I found how to retrain your brain for success and positivity. The way you communicate with yourself has a major impact on how you feel about yourself and others. Positive self-talk has the power to propel you to great heights. Negative self-talk can bring you down to the depths where you feel like giving up. If you find yourself regularly engaging in negative self-talk, beating yourself up about a bad grade or telling yourself you won't succeed, it's time to change the way your brain thinks. Turns out it's possible to teach an old brain new tricks. There are ways we can reset our thinking to include more positive thoughts. To see how that works, we must first understand some of the most common negative thinking patterns. So here are 10 common thinking patterns. There are several types of thinking patterns, also known as cognitive distortions, that we engage in. These thinking patterns have a tendency to influence our brains to tell ourselves that something is true when it's not, reinforcing our negative thoughts. Once we understand and identify which distortions show up in our negative thinking, we can counter them with more positive thoughts. Number one, filtering. Mental filtering is when we filter out the positive of a situation and only focus on the negative. Like, that student left during my presentation, therefore my presentation was bad. Number two, polarized thinking. 
also known as black and white thinking. Polarized thinking is when we believe there is no middle ground. Either something is perfect or a failure. I missed that one question, so I did badly on the test. Number three, overgeneralization. Overgeneralization is when we conclude that because of one bad experience, all experiences related to that will be bad. I failed the test. This is going to be a horrible term. Number four, catastrophizing, also known as magnifying. Catastrophizing is when we exaggerate the negative details of an event, making them a much bigger deal than they are. I failed the test. What if I flunk out of school? Number five, jumping to conclusions. We jump to conclusions when we make a hasty judgment or believe something to be true without bothering to consider all the facts. She gave me that funny look. I think she hates me. Number six, personalization. This is a cognitive distortion where we take everything personally and compare ourselves to others. He made that comment in class just to get at me. Number seven, control fallacies. There are two types of control fallacies. If we believe we are externally controlled, we perpetually see ourselves as the victim of external forces. If we believe we have internal control, we imagine that other people feel a certain way, pain, happiness, sadness, etc., because of something we did. Are you mad because of something I said? Number eight, blaming. Blaming is when we either blame others for our emotional pain or blame ourselves for every problem. You're the reason I had a bad day. Number nine, always being right. Similar to how it sounds, when we engage in this distortion, we believe we're always right and will argue with people who think otherwise. I'm going to win this argument because I'm always right. Number 10, emotional reasoning. Emotional reasoning is when we believe that everything we feel must be true. I feel guilty, therefore I must be a bad person. So here are eight steps to retrain your brain to curb negative thoughts. Think of these steps as tools in a toolbox. Number one, be aware of your thoughts. The first and arguably the most important step is to identify and accept your thoughts. Once we're mindful of our thoughts, we can understand which negative thinking patterns we engage with most and detach from believing they are true. Don't fight your thoughts. Instead, acknowledge them and let them go. As distinct from a planned time such as meditation, prompted awareness is when you become aware of your thoughts in the moment. Make a note, set an alarm, or try to remember to periodically stop during the day and take a moment to observe your thoughts. What are you thinking about? Are you experiencing negative thoughts or anxieties? According to the American Psychological Association, Mindfulness has several benefits, including stress reduction, less emotional reactivity, and more cognitive flexibility. Number two, turn negatives into positives. Everyone has negative thoughts. Whether they disturb us is a matter of whether we believe these thoughts to be true. 
Once we begin thinking negative about something, we may begin to accept this thought pattern and allow it to control our mind and mood. However, once we recognize these thoughts, we can start to counter them with positive ones. Research shows that positive thinking improves our psychological well-being and can lower rates of depression and distress levels. So next time you find yourself saying, this will never work, everything is ruined, try to oppose that thought with a positive one, like challenge your inner critic. The next time you become aware of a negative thought, ask yourself, is this really true? Is this thought useful in any way? Asking these questions can challenge your negative thoughts and change your focus. Name it to tame it. This technique created by author and psychiatrist Dr. Daniel Siegel is a method which encourages you to label a negative thought pattern when it occurs. For example, if you call your negative thought a story rather than a reality, you're less likely to believe it. If you recognize a cognitive distortion as uh, catastrophizing, you're more able to drop it. Number three, understand what triggers you. In each of our lives, there are certain people, places, and things in life that can set into motion a seemingly constant rush of negative thoughts. It could be final exams that induce test anxiety or a certain teacher whom you don't see eye to eye with. Identifying what triggers you will equip you with the tools you need to control and properly manage these emotions. Be aware of some ways to spot your emotional triggers. Adapt the situation. Understand the setting that your emotional trigger occurs in and try to change it in your favor. This can mean anything from listening to calm music or removing yourself from the situation completely. Whatever you need to do to make yourself feel more comfortable, do it. Adapt your thinking. In order to mitigate your emotional response, try to adapt your thinking before you begin to react. If you feel your emotions start to rise, take deep breaths and try to push your thoughts into a different direction. Number four, create a personal mantra. When we begin to think negatively, we will call ourselves names or talk ourselves out of doing things because we fear failure. Creating and reciting a personal mantra is a positive way to change the path of your thoughts. Mantras are positive affirmations that you can repeat whenever you feel negativity creeping into your mind. You can also use them to motivate and inspire you to be the best you can be. So here are some examples. Make it happen. I am enough. I got this. I choose to be happy. And I love this quote. I always think about it in a challenging time when I'm really being tested. She stood in the middle of the storm. And when the wind did not blow her way, she adjusted her sails. I love that. Number five, practice daily gratitude. We have so much to be thankful for in our lives, and we lose sight of that sometimes. Research shows that developing a daily gratitude practice will cause you to have higher levels of optimism, happiness, joy, and pleasure. Spend a few minutes each day taking notes of all the positives in your life.
from your family members and pets to your good health and meaningful studies or work. So here are some simple ways you can practice gratitude. Keep a journal. Incorporate journaling into your everyday routine. Write it down. Make a to-do list. Just write something down. A lot of people are doing that journaling through calendars. So you could do that if you don't want to write a whole entry. Just on each day, write something positive. Express thanks. Instead of keeping your appreciation to yourself, share it. Write a thank you note to someone who's impacted your life greatly. Or just share it around the dinner table, what you're most grateful for. Number six, pay it back. Research shows that acts of kindness can increase happiness levels. Pausing your hectic life to put a smile on someone else's face has the power to make you forget about the negative thoughts that may be clouding your mind. When practicing daily gratitude, ask yourself, have I given back today? It can be as small as smiling at someone you pass on the street or as significant as volunteering at a homeless shelter once a week. Here are some other ways that you can pay it forward. Pay for a stranger's coffee. Participate in a cleanup. Call your parents or loved ones after work. Bake cookies for your classmates. Donate clothes. Support a local artist. Number seven. Switch up your environment. Our thought patterns have a lot to do with the world around us. If you find that a certain setting makes you feel stressed or depressed, consider switching up your environment. Whether this means changing jobs or just going for a walk during lunch, it's important to give your mind the freedom and confidence to leave a situation if needed. So here are some ways you can switch up your environment. Spend time in nature. That never gets old. Next time you're feeling stress, head to the great outdoors. According to the American Heart Association, spending time in nature can help relieve anxiety and stress. Spend time with positive people. If you find that people around you are weighing you down, consider taking a step back and turning to more positive companions. Having a network of supportive friends can improve your ability to bypass negative thinking patterns. Number eight, develop a morning routine. Your thoughts begin the moment you wake up. So it's important to develop a morning routine that allows you to take control of those thought patterns. According to the National Alliance on Mental Illness, having a morning routine can increase your energy, productivity, and positivity. Developing a consistent morning routine will set your day on a positive path. So here are some ideas to include into your morning routine. Let natural light in. Get some exercise. Hydrate. Avoid technology. Meditate. Negative thinking patterns that become habitual can feel difficult to break. But if you practice some of these tips, you can live a more mindful and positive life. If you want to share Encouragementology with a friend who needs to know they're not alone in this journey of self-discovery, you can visit Encouragementology.com or anywhere you stream your content to receive this episode and all others. Follow us on Facebook for additional encouragement throughout the week. So I challenge you, give your mind a good spring cleaning 
Evaluate ideas, old thought patterns, and limited thinking to see what you value to keep, what you're ready to release, and what you can pass on to someone in need. Free your mind to invite in new and inspiring ideas. I know you can do it. Thank you for listening to Encouragementology with Kendall Boyson, where we find positive ways to handle some of life's challenges. Someone's through until the path was clear.